starting a private practice isn't what it used to be. Today's clinicians are starting private practices much quicker, easier, and cheaper than before. And they aren't guessing their way through it or getting stuck in analysis paralysis. They're following a tried and true roadmap in order to save time, money, and frustration. There is no reason to reinvent the wheel or struggle to figure out how to start a private practice on your own. We've helped thousands of SLPs and OTs through this process, and now we want to help you too. For a limited time, I'm offering a free copy of our private practice roadmap, specifically for SLPs and OTs who are curious about private practice and want to see what the journey looks like. To download your free copy, please visit startyourprivatepractice.com backslash roadmap to sign up. Now on to the episode. My name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I am part of a group of private practitioners who have taken client care into our own hands. We are skilled clinicians who pride ourselves on providing high quality care to our clients and their families. We are fighting against productivity requirements, administrative red tape, and unnecessary restrictions. We started our own private practices to take control of our professional and personal lives, of our schedules, of our incomes, of our future. We work hard for our clients, but on our terms. We believe in helping others, but also helping ourselves. We are not interested in competing with each other because we hope we'll all make it. We are successful private practitioners And these are our stories. Hello and welcome to Private Practice Success Stories. Today we have a fantastic interview with Ryan Landingwin of San Diego, California. Ryan actually started her own early intervention agency. She now has close to 30 independent contractors and employees and the sky is the limit for this woman. You guys can't even believe all of the cool stuff that Ryan shares in terms of her background and what she's currently doing and what she has planned for the future. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired by Ryan. How about if we get started, if you could just introduce yourself and say also the name of your private practice and where you're located. Okay. Uh, my name is Ryan Landingwin, and the name of my private practice is RL Speech Therapy, and we're located in San Diego, California. Fantastic. And I'm um, way on the East Coast in Boston, so um, you're the first person from California that I've interviewed wow. for these, which I'm excited about. That's awesome. Yeah, trying to spread the wealth across the U.S. and actually the world. Um, That's awesome. So Ryan, tell me a little bit about your private practice. So um, we are a primarily early intervention private practice, and we are in-home only, meaning we do not have a physical location, and we have contractors and employees across San Diego County that visit children in their home. Um, We are funded through our state early intervention company, as well as private pay and some uh, various insurances. So did you like wake up one day and think, I'm going to start an early intervention company? How, how did you get to this point? <laughs> I woke up one day and said, I cannot commute and spend 10 hours at school and then commute back um, with two young children. Um, I need to pay my student loans somehow. I have to get creative. <laughs> 
Well, and this is pretty creative. This, this is a little <laughs> bit more outside the box than some other people that I've talked to. So when you say that you have a network of providers, um, both independent contractors and employees, mm -hmm. how many people are we talking? I believe we've hit 30, a total of 30 now. So we'll be open in three years come August. My daughter turns three years old next month. So she was an infant and um, we've built up, we're about 20 or so SLPs, 10 OTs and two, almost three PTs. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. In three years. Thank you. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay. And um, I've, I have not ha yet had the pleasure of going to San Diego, although one um, of my best friends, out. Melissa, lives there. So one of these days, I'm going to go visit my friend, Melissa. Awesome. Um, but I understand San Diego is fairly large. Yes. Right? yes. So are you, you're servicing a fairly large catchment? Yes. So uh, we're down to the border of Mexico, San Ysidro, all the way as far north as Oceanside. If you drive from the farthest point south to the farthest point north, it's over an hour of driving. Yeah, without wow. traffic, which never happens here in San Diego. Right. <laughs> I've also heard that about California. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, what were you doing? You said you were working in schools before this. Yes, yes. So I actually started off as a teacher. Um, I was a teacher for three years. I went back to school to become speech pathologist. And then I swore I would not go back to the schools. And I went back to the schools. Um, <laughs> and I worked in the schools. I had a really large caseload, um, two mod severe classes. I, I was swamped. I was stressed. And it was also a long commute from my home. And um, it just wasn't the right fit for my family and I at the time. Yeah. And so I really like and appreciate several things is that one that you said, okay, this isn't going to work for me and for my family right now. I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, and so you were able to find something um, to make a change mm -hmm. while you had an infant. Yes. Right? Yes. And now you have two kids. <laughs> yes. And you're still somehow managing this big thing. Yeah, I mean that that's it, right? That's like that's the the joy and the amazing thing about private practice is it's customizable and you can customize it to your life. And I remember um sending emails and this isn't my proudest moment, but while nursing my daughter. <laughs> so um but but I was there to nurse my daughter. So in my eyes, you know, I was hustling and I was making those connections and those networks that, I, you know, networking that I needed to, but um, I was there when my family needed me too. And that to me was the, the, the perfect, perfect situation. Awesome. So what is your role now? Do you do uh, mostly administrative work? Do you treat a little mix of both? So right now, I do still see clients. I see about eight to 10 clients a week. That might be on the high side. Um, I am working on what we uh, jokingly call retiring my boots. So I, I don't, I really don't want to retire at all. I'm... <laughs> 
34, 34 years old. Um, but um, I, I do need to focus more on steering the ship and, you know, making sure that not only am I running a large private practice, but it's, it's always been really important to me for it to be really high quality. And, you know, if there's ever anything that goes wrong in a family's home or with a therapist, it's me who makes that personal phone call. Um, I've gone to families' houses and, um, and almost always because we have the best therapist in San Diego, um, almost always it's just a miscommunication. It's just a lack of, you know, maybe coaching on my part. So um, I'm definitely trying to make more time to be, um, you know, in that leadership role. Nice. Um, what is, what is marketing like for you? Is there a lot of, um, competition in San Diego for early intervention companies or um, tell me about that? How, how are you, how are your clients finding out about you? Um, so primarily through our early intervention, our state early intervention, mm-hmm. um, agency we market to them every week so we send out an email a mass email to I think we have like 50 or 60 um, service coordinators on our list and we've established really strong relationships with them I've met a lot of them in person just being in the clients homes and um, and they know that we do um, we do great work and and we're always getting our reports to them on time and so um, once I've established those relationships they, they keep coming back um, I don't believe there's really a lot of competition. There's tons of private practice out here. And I always say there's enough for everybody to go around. I'm still um, turning away and this pains me to say 40 to 50% of our referrals every week. Wow. Wow. I'm working on changing that, but. (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic though, right? So you have more than enough to keep you busy and to keep your staff busy and, and to grow really as big as you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm always trying to maintain that quality um, and and that control, but also keep growing. I met with my CPA CPA in April and he just, you know, was really complimentary of of last year. And he, um, and I said, you know, this year, I think I'm just going to like level off a little bit. And he looked at me and said, why, why (laughs) keep doing what you're doing? So so yeah, I think I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> I think that sounds fantastic because, you know, with um, changes to, um, you know, with like kids, right? Like did, there's mm-hmm. different populations that we're, you know, seeing growth of more need of services for, right? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of new areas of need, right? That, um, you know, maybe haven't really been explored yet, or maybe you get a certain kind of therapist who has an interest in X area and right. all of a sudden you're moving in some new directions that you didn't anticipate doing. So I think it's, it's wise and was good advice on the you know, point of your CPA to say, you know, why slow down, right? If, if this is working, unless it's not working, right? Right, right. But if it's working, mm-hmm. try to figure out um, how to streamline things. Or, or how to make it easier. You know, the, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the 80, 20 principle, Mm -hmm. but trying to think about, you know, that, um, you know, 20%, you know, 80% of the work is like spinning your wheels and isn't going to result in anything where there's, you know, the 20% is going to have the 80% of gains. So you have to figure out what are the, what are the real levers to kind of push that are really going to result in 
whatever it is that you're hoping to attain and work hard on those areas and let stuff that's not working for you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, the best part about what we do is, is we can kind of take the wheel and decide, you know, which direction we want to go in. And um, you mentioned streamlining things. And I, I think that this is the year of us creating better systems. And so we are trying to create a lot of systems so that things can be more productive and more efficient. And, you know, people can move in and out of roles easily and, and that's still consistent for our customers and our clients. So, yeah, I think that's fantastic. So at this point, um, what kind of services are you offering to your clients? So we are offering speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. Um, in addition, we do have, and this is sort of how, how it all started, actually. Um, I knew I was interested in the early intervention role, and I saw so many families that there was a need, so they didn't quite need speech therapy yet or their doctors didn't think they needed it yet so there's oh, the, the wait, wait and see approach and see. yes yes <laughs> we all love so much mm -hmm. um and so i thought okay and because there's so many wait lists all over san diego for speech therapy i thought you know what's the middle of the road here well how can i give the guidance to families but you know not have them you know always wait for so long so um what i did was i created a toddler speech development class called talking tots and mm -hmm. it's a mommy and me style class where or parent and me so the parent comes or the caregiver with the child and um, each week we focus on a different strategy to help encourage their child's language development and by the end of the six weeks if the child isn't making progress and typically it's um, the family is very well aware of you know what's going on and they're seeing that there is slow progress and then at that time i just direct them to the state early intervention program or to their insurance and i don't push it i just say you know i'm here if you need me i'm a resource um, i'm happy to help you move forward this is my vendor number if you would like to request our company but otherwise yeah. you know please just, you know, seek out the services that you and your family, you know, need and deserve. So, um, yeah, we do offer that service as well. So that is really interesting because, um, you, you found a need and mm -hmm. you found a way to fill it. Yes. Right. Yes. And yes. do you, so, and you charge for those mommy and me classes? I do. Yes. Okay. So not only are you, um, and then some of those, um, cases turn into clients. Right. Right. Yes. So that's a really, really interesting and fantastic strategy is to say, um, I see a need of the market mm -hmm. and I'm going to fill it. Right. Yeah. That that's really thinking about having providing therapy to a niche, right? Yes. There's a niche of people whose yes. doctors are her maybe concerned about their child language development. Mm -hmm. Maybe doctors um, aren't as concerned as the parents. Mm -hmm. And um, so they sign their kid up for that. And then they pay you to come to these six classes. Mm -hmm. And if by the end, you know, they're still not doing what they should do, they're going to go get hopefully help. And, you know, you're saying, you know, you can get help for any of these people, but, you know, but I'm also included. And because yeah. they have already a relationship with you, I would imagine that most of those clients do request your vendor number. 
Yes, which and then, um, you know, because they're randomly assigned a service coordinator, so then we would pop up with a new service coordinator that we could add to our networking list. So every time I get a new email from somebody, I add it to the list. So nice. Yeah. So you, you've used this as a really cool tool to mm -hmm. A, do something that, so are, are you leading these classes or is, um, I was, you I okay. was, but now I, I do have somebody else leading it. Yes. Nice. Okay. So this is a really cool way for you to market your services. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is part of a long-term strategy actually. Yeah, I, and well, and I was telling you before, um, now we've started with babbling babies, which is pre-crawlers and moving into talking tots level one, which are single word or gesture um, sign children. And then um, level two, which is working on asking and answering questions, social, um, some behavior management. Um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to stick with our families and so we had some families who were taking talk, talking tots level one, two and three times over because they loved mm -hmm. us so much and it was the same material. So yeah. like we need to come up with something new for these, these awesome families. So yeah. And I think that families feel a sense of security, even though they might not be getting that one-on-one -on -one speech therapy, but mm -hmm. in that time that they're in the six week, you know, program, they do have a specialist who they can ask questions and mm -hmm. um, they feel they're at least under somebody's wing. Well, yeah. And they also feel like they're being proactive, right? Right. And not right. ignoring a situation that they're maybe a little bit nervous about. It right. also, I also, I have two little kids and I really mm -hmm. value having appointments to like go to, right? Like this is something we do on Saturday mornings or. Right. That's scheduled time with your kids. Definitely. So, yeah. and I think that that's smart too, to be thinking about again. So, you know, starting with, with this niche of, um, you know, maybe a late talker kind of a thing and then going both um, before and after that. Right. Right. And feeling right. this, this even greater need has now opened you up to even more families. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and then, then and, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to... no, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to share that I am not bilingual, but my amazing teacher is bilingual. And so now she's kind of brought in that bilingual community who feels really uneasy about raising their child with two or three languages. Um, and she's offering guidance and, and weaving in strategies and suggestions along the way, which really helps them too. Yeah. And then are also some of your therapists bilingual? Yes, we have many therapists bilingual. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. San Diego, I think that comes with the yeah, territory. Yeah, it's a definite need. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, and then um, tell me a little bit about the, the curriculum. What do, you, what do you see as the future um, specifically of that program? Um, you know, ultimately, we're now in three different areas across San Diego, so we're trying to reach different communities. Um, I'd like to continue to do that. I, I do have um, a desire to sort of go into preschools. I don't know if this is a big thing back east, but um, my daughter is in preschool right now, and um, they offer a lot of classes that come into the yes. preschool. So soccer, dance. Yeah, and gymnastics, music, yoga, exactly, Spanish, exactly. Chinese, yeah. Yeah. So offering um, that because so many families work and it's so difficult to, you know, take your kids to one more thing after school. So to be able to receive that little bit of um, help um, while they're at school is, would be, I think, pretty convenient. 
Yeah, I think that that sounds fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. so excited for you because Thank you're just you. finding more and more pockets of people to right. serve. Right. Right. Um, yes. But also earn money from. Right. And grow your network of potential referral service, uh, per, you know, people even bigger. Right. Yes. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, well, it sounds like the goal is happening. <laughs> Thank so, you. So yes. kind of related to that, where do you see yourself in the next six to 12 months? What is, you know, the CPA told you to keep going. Mm -hmm. Are you going to take his advice or not? <laughs> yeah, definitely going to keep going. No stopping here. Um, I'm considering possibly I'm actually working with a business coach right now who's helping me kind of weigh the possibility of opening up a clinic. Mm -hmm. um, so that's potential, but either a way. A brick and mortar. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank okay. you. Yeah. Um, so that's potential possibility, but um, either way, we're going to keep, we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to build up our OT side a little bit more. We're at 10. We're going to build up our PT side. Um, one of one of uh, the big things that I really push with the company is working on multidisciplinary cases. So when we can get early intervention, and I, I think it's similar across the, well, maybe not in every state, but um, sometimes you never meet the other therapists that are on the yeah. team if they're from other agencies. And for me, when I was in a family's home, that was the biggest thing for me was seeking out these other therapists and learning from them and learning how we can work together so that we're all on the same page moving forward. And um, so because that was hard, I thought I'm going to bring on all three disciplines and we're going to work together on cases. So now we're getting a lot of cases that are OTPT speech all on board from our agency and, um, and we're working together more. So that's definitely my goal. Move, keep moving towards that, um, that ultimate goal. I think that's great. And also professionally, I love working with OTs and PTs. I know. Because there's so much there's, to learn. There's so much to learn. And there's nothing yeah. more crazy to me than when I'm working with a client and then I give my perspective or whatever. And then they <laughs> say, oh, well, did you notice this and this and, and this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't. It's amazing. Like, at all. <laughs> Yeah, we can be so narrow, like with our scope, and and we're also overlapping. We have um, so every quarter we meet at a different area around San Diego, and I have a topic, and sometimes I have a guest speaker, or we just all kind of I have my lead therapist bring something, and we all share it. And um, the last discussion was how to improve joint attention and social referencing for our little ones who are at risk or on the spectrum, and it was like OT just kind of you know stole the show I mean they had every we just we just were writing everything down I mean they had the best suggestions it's like we work right next to you we should yeah. we should be doing this more yeah I told I love that and I'm sure that the therapists that work for you also love that yeah. and um you know the families maybe don't realize that they love that but they <laughs> love that too yeah. because then yeah. you know all this knowledge is coming out um one more question about mm -hmm. um your, uh, these contractors and, and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, tell me a little bit about the hiring process. Where are you finding okay. people to hire? Well, so just recently, I mentioned before that, you know, we're turning away so much, um, work. So I, I, my big push last quarter was, um, referrals within our company. So for me, I know we have the best therapists. So when my therapists re refer their friends, 
I know that they're going to be awesome too. So um, that's really important to me. So I created a referral incentive program for my therapist and anyone who referred someone who ended up coming on board, um, put them in a pool and by May, we're going to draw names out for a gift card to Nordstrom. Nice. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> oh, totally. That's so smart. And I know um, my wife is actually a PT um, in EI. Oh, so I awesome. feel like I have this like extra love for, for EI. For and sure. I know that that's something that her company offers. Wow. And, and she's for, you know, she's like, you know, whenever um, I know someone who's maybe interested in EI, she's like, tell them, tell, give them my name. Like <laughs> make sure they write my name on the referral <laughs> list or whatever. And because that's actually super motivating to people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think people enjoy working for other people yeah. and, um, you know, and when they hear good things about a company from their friend, they listen. And so that was important to me. Yeah. We and do also stay. Well, right? yeah. You also want the longevity of an employee. And if you're taking the time to train people and, and do all that, you want them to stay for you. So that's important Absolutely. too. Yeah, we have only lost, I believe, two therapists, and it's because they moved. So, yeah, yeah it's been great. We've been really lucky. That's fantastic. Cool. Okay, um, what are some other things that we maybe haven't touched on that you feel um, would be important to share, either things that are lessons that you've learned um, or mistakes that you've made and, and you want to share like a cautionary tale? or a huge win that you've had, something along those lines? Um, you know, I think honestly, um, my business coach calls it a BFO or a blinding <laughs> flash of the obvious. So um, last week I say I had a BFO, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll him and ha and I'll think about things for so long and I'll overanalyze things for months and months. I'll talk to my husband about them. And, and he finally said to me last week, like, for all of these things that you're, that you're hemming and hawing about and you're worrying about and you're overanalyzing, he said, you've always proven that you've made the right decision. Mm -hmm. So you need to trust your instincts and just keep moving forward. And it was kind of like, wow, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think so far things have gone pretty well and um, I need to be more confident with myself as a business person. Mm -hmm. You know, us as speech pathologists, occupational therapists, physical therapist that's our training that's what we went to school for we didn't go to school for business hold on one second it, okay. it just started skipping on that oh can you hear me again okay yeah so wait yeah. i'm gonna i'm just gonna back you up we'll, we'll edit this part out um, okay so the last thing i heard was as a speech pathologist and a business owner so um yeah. i don't know if you can try to start from there sure. So as a speech pathologist, an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, we went to school for, you know, our, our job. Um, we didn't go to school for that additional training in business. I never once took a business class. And so I carried this insecurity with me um, that I wasn't as savvy as other business owners because I, I didn't have that training. But... I think that um, that was a disadvantage of my, I mean, I, I made that my disadvantage and, mm -hmm. you know, then I just delved into everything. I listened to every entrepreneurial podcast I could listen to. I read every book. Um, I, I brought on people who know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have the best right hand woman in the world. She, um, Leah is just, yeah, she's done so much for me in terms of, you know, having that business standpoint. So, um, 
that's why I say that that's my biggest lesson is just be confident in yourself. And there's something you can't do. Just hire someone to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so find so, out yourself. <laughs> yeah. So those are important things, right? Because, because you're absolutely right. People who are therapists or, and who mm -hmm. are clinicians, mm -hmm. you know, we're really helping people, people mm -hmm. by nature. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times um, business stuff just feels so foreign to us mm -hmm. that it can be really uncomfortable or, you know, um, nerve inducing or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you can actually learn that stuff, right? Yeah. You yes. can listen to podcasts. You can read books. You can go to seminars. You can um, uh, have meetings with people. Right. And, you know, whether it's business coaches or friends who are in the business world, you know, I never thought I would do anything to do with business. You know, my, my dad's a businessman and he would always say, oh, you know, Jenna, you should come work for my company. And I was like, dad's so boring. Like, why would I ever want to work? My dad does land title insurance, which like, wow, can't be more boring. But anyway, and I'd be like, no, dad, like I want to help people. And so, and I did, you know, I went to school to be a speech pathologist right. and I, I love it. And I feel so lucky that I found this career. Mm -hmm. um, but then what I sort of figured out is that I also like helping other clinicians, right? right. So right. then not only am I able to help my patients, but I'm also able to help, you know, my fellow um, SLPs and, and OTs and PTs. So, um, yeah. but I had to learn all that stuff because you're right. There is a lot of insecurity, but when you step out of your comfort zone, right. until you step out of your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. Right. And there was probably more entrepreneur inside of you than you thought. Just having grown up and watching your dad and I grew up in a family, you know, they had their, my parents had their own business and I never really considered myself an entrepreneur until I look back and realize how much I learned from them. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So I love that. I'm just, I'm so, <laughs> it's always fun to meet people who um, share the same kind of spirit. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. totally fun. So, okay. So one, one last thing um, okay. is that, do you have like any sort of a, a tip or a tidbit or something that you um, could share with our audience? Yes. Yeah, so um, I would love to share, um, like I mentioned earlier, one of the ways that I first started building up my Talking Tots following was by offering a free preview class. Um, I would go to parks across San Diego um, and just host a free play date where parents could bring their little one and we would have fun and I, they would learn things and um, they would want to come back for more. So I would love to share that free preview class with um, all of your listeners and awesome. um there it's also the talking tots level one programming is available on teachers pay teachers if they decide to move forward and purchase the six weeks of um of plans that's fantastic so that will definitely be linked um in the show notes you guys should go okay. check that out because that is something that um it you know you've all heard ryan share how using this curriculum has helped her with her marketing, right? So that's something that everyone should consider thinking about, you know, whether it's, it's this program or something like that, mm -hmm. to take resources um, that are good for family members and really share information first, knowing that that will help build awareness and build relationships mm -hmm. that will turn into referrals and customers later. Absolutely. So fantastic. Um, so Ryan, I cannot thank you enough for your time and sharing your, your journey and your expertise and all of the ins and outs 
of what you're doing, having started an early intervention agency is like super cool <laughs> and, um, and different. And I'm just so proud of you. And especially from, from one mom with two kids to another, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I really, uh, also see ourselves as kindred spirits on that. For sure. Um, <laughs> Cause it, it's not easy. No. Um, but we're doing it and our kids uh, will be very proud of us one day. <laughs> I think so too. And I, I want to like, likewise, thank you for, you know, your group on Facebook um, has been, you know, my guiding, my guiding light. When I have a question, I pop in there and there's a wealth of knowledge. So many other men and women who have, you know, have, if, they haven't gone through what I've gone through. They give their best advice, and that's yeah. awesome. Um, I also started with your book too, and um, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, you're 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 welcome. Like I said, I feel just so lucky to have found this uh, second calling beyond the original one. And I sure. think that that's you know we we should always be open to um, other things. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Just Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, if, if you have that, if you have that feeling inside of you, you just follow it. Don't ever, don't overanalyze it. Just get in and don't look back. And one day you're just gonna be in awe. <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see each other next week. Thanks. Right, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Private Practice Success Stories. I hope that you were impressed, inspired, and are ready to take action. Speaking of which, do you need help starting your private practice or taking it to the next level? Then join the Private Practice Solution. Inside of our exclusive members area, you'll discover fabulous time-saving resources that will help you be the successful private practitioner you've always wanted to be. There's also a vibrant community of smart clinicians working together to help more people while making more money. If you're looking for step-by-step -step resources, member discounts, and a supportive community of like-minded people, consider this your invitation to join us. So go ahead and sign up now at www.theprivatepracticesolution.com. See you in the members area. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.